Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. Hola! Carrie's coming in hot today. Sometimes when I'm really tired, I just like to go over the top. It's like fake it till you make it. I like it. We've got a great show for you today. First, we're talking about a new parenting style, respectful parenting. And I realize that's what I do, but we'll talk about it. And then in honor of this week's National Tequila Day, Olay, we're playing a little game while giving you the five best celebrity-owned tequila and mezcal brands. Oh God, that makes me want mezcal and it's 9.30 in the morning. As always, we have our hashtag swag bag and up next, the highs and the lows. I am doing these clinical shadowing hours for grad school. It basically means I'm not student teaching. I'm just watching teachers in the classroom and trying to gain knowledge into what their teaching style is, how they create curriculum, how they handle parent-teacher meetings, whatever. I had to shadow two different teachers. Both of them were great. I shadowed a teacher who, for the first time, I saw a teacher like the kind that I want to be. Oh, that's nice. I haven't seen that yet. My whole life, I've sort of been like a kid that is like, I'm going to march to the beat of my own drummer. I don't see anyone else doing it this way. I guess I'm weird, but I don't know any other way to be. And I've definitely seen teachers that have inspired me and that I've liked, but none of them could I see how I could teach. So I shadowed this amazing teacher, shout out Mrs. Morris, who is just such an emotionally intelligent teacher and creates a kind of community with her students where her students feel really supported and protected by her so much so. She's a sixth and seventh grade teacher. There were eighth graders who gotten broken up with their boyfriends, taking the hall pass out to come into her classroom and say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm having a really hard time. And then she would stop the class and make it a teachable moment for the whole class. This girl had a breakup and she was devastated. Mrs. Morris was like, hey, everybody, let's hold space for her. Let's all tell her something nice about her. And then she shared that she'd been married once before her current husband and he cheated on her within the first month. And that just showed her that he wasn't worth what all this was. (laughs) And she's like, and you know what? I'm glad he told me within the first month because then I have my whole life ahead of me to find my second husband. And just like spoke to these kids as adults in an appropriate way. And in doing so, the entire class was kind and thoughtful to each other. I mean, they still were sixth graders talking out of place and acting a crazy fool, but they all had an emotional respect for each other that I do not see. She created that. The current state of education is sad. Yeah. And being in schools, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. I was in bathrooms crying a lot of the time. But just seeing teachers like her who are teaching emotional regulation, who are teaching beyond the subject matter that they're teaching. They are teaching these kids how to deal with heartbreak, how to be kind to one another, how to have empathy. I just love her, and I actually have asked her to be my mentor beyond this. Oh, I love that. It was a really special thing to see. That's my highs. Shout out to all those educators that are doing the most. Our kids are better for it, that you're holding that space for them. The lows are, I'm just tired. I have accidentally scheduled my summer away, and I have maybe three weeks, not together, and not even
even a full three weeks that I have a day off-ish. By day off, I mean I just don't have a job that I have to show up to at a certain time. That does not mean that I will not have work to do. So I'm a real all or nothing kind of girl, guys. I went from being like, I don't have a job this summer and Luna's in camp. What am I going to do? Am I just going to go to the beach and read a novel? To flash forward within four days, I got into grad school and got a five-week job this summer. But cry me a river. That's not that low. Nope. I think it's pretty good. My highs are Sebastian got into the school. I was sharing that with people that don't even know you are special. It's like, Sebastian got into the school. They're like, who's Sebastian? Everyone is so ecstatic. Basically, there is a school in our area that is a free public school that is very, very highly rated. And Sebastian got in. And I am just so proud of him and so happy for us. We have our first orientation tomorrow night. Does he have to wear a uniform or anything? Yes. All the schools here, you have to wear a uniform. We picked him up from school and asked him, so where do you want to go for dinner? to celebrate and he goes McDonald's and we were like okay well we can do McDonald's but we were thinking and then we listed all these different places you know he loves sushi so I was like I found this sushi restaurant in Jersey City that has a conveyor belt and the sushi goes around on the conveyor belt I've been to that place since I was a little girl I've wanted to go to a place like that I love a place where I am in control of my food I just get to go and put it on my plate that's a no for me dog that was really fun and exciting and we had a good time I don't really know that I have a low except for this situation with the flood in our basement has been kind of a pain but still not a big deal. I feel like you my summer is overbooked. I don't have the stuff on my agenda that you do. I can only imagine how you feel. I've enjoyed the summers of the past where it was like okay this week we're going down to Delaware and this week we're going up to my parents and I don't even know how we're gonna find time to do that that often this summer. We'll see but that's it. I found this article from CNBC about respectful parenting, and it's called, I talked to 70 parents who raised highly successful kids, the surprising parenting style they used. The author wrote a book called Raising an Entrepreneur, and they interviewed 70 parents who raised highly successful adults about how they helped their kids achieve their dreams. It was a very, very diverse group, people of different races, religions, income, family structure, and education. But as they talked to each of these people, they discovered this very common theme, which is is respectful parenting. So respectful parenting is sometimes referred to as wise parenting. Well, excuse me. It involves setting standards and strict rules. For example, you only spend money that you earn while also being respectful of kids' choices, which is like letting them choose their own after-school activities. I'll never forget that my mom made me take Spanish instead of French. And I think I never was that successful because I really wanted to learn French. I mean, I get why she made you do Spanish instead of French. I would have been fancy Nancy if I learned my French. Ooh, La la. Respectful parenting is about seeing children as independent, rational beings. I don't know. Luna is not rational right now. They're not always. Respectful parents are accurate judges of children's psychological needs. They appreciate that children need love, limits, and latitude to reach their full potential. The authority is based on knowledge and wisdom rather than power. There's three pillars of respectful parenting. Do you want to start? Sure. Structure, which is not something I'm good at, so thank you for having me read it. (laughs) Let kids make their own choices as long as expectations are met. Guide them through how things can be done better. Expect them to do things even when it's hard. So one of the successful people said, I was expecting to get straight A's. It wasn't easy, but as long as I did, my mom let me play all the video games I wanted. In my book, that was a fair trade. I like that because random rules don't make sense to me. If I get it done and it's good, then why? That's always been my thing. That's why Catholic school was so crazy to me because I was like, I got 100 on the test. Why do I have to keep writing this over and over again? 
it's just wasting my time. The next pillar is supportive. Give kids the right to their own point of view. Respect their privacy. Don't make constant corrections in their actions or speech. When they go on to tell the story of one of these successful people, they said when they were eight years old, they became interested in investing. So his mom gave him some money and opened an account for him. He spent hours researching companies. His mom gave her opinions, but he got to decide where to invest. He ended up losing most of the money within six years, but his mom told him that losing was part of the learning process. Not everyone can afford to give their child money to learn about investing, but in this instance, the mom nurtured his talents in other ways that didn't cost money by analyzing, discussing, and debating choices with him, treating him like a grown-up and not agonizing over failure. This is a very specific example. I feel like we can do this with all kinds of after-school activities or interests or hobbies. My mom used to say whatever money I earned, whether it was getting an allowance or birthday money or whatever, I had to bank half and I could spend the other half. That's something I want to do and I'm trying to figure out what point do I start? Because right now when he gets money, it just sits in his wallet. It's not like he's spending it on anything. Right. She would take me to the bank and I would put my passbook in and I would see the money accrue. Warm. Let kids know they can turn to you for help. That's a mom trash ethos. Spend quality time with them. Engage in compassionate activities together. In this specific example, she said her parents taught her about compassion and showed her how to handle adversity with resilience and creativity. When she was 11 years old, they first went to help others on mission work. We gave clothing to people in a Mexico town where clean water wasn't abundant. She said she was shocked by the poverty. And now that she's a mom, she appreciates the importance of teaching kids to give back. She and her two sons volunteer frequently together at food assistance programs. And she realizes now that most parents don't expose their kids to the sad truths, but hers did. And by surrounding the pain with also so much hope, they always focused on the good we could do and bring to others. We've talked about, I have this one cousin who kind of lived a little bit of a sheltered life and I grew up adjacent to a really terrible city. And I just remember we were driving and she was old enough to know better. And she was like, ew, what are those people doing sleeping on the street? They look gross. And I was like, really? Those are homeless people. She just was so ignorant. And I think that her parents had tried to shelter her from this and they lived in kind of a bougie town. And you know, she is not a compassionate person (laughs) as an adult. And I really think her parents did her quite a disservice. Luna and I talk about people who are in wheelchairs or who maybe are unhomed right now. And maybe they'll always be unhomed or maybe not. I think that there's a way to have your kids aware of it, but also that it's not without hope. Just to touch on something, as Sebastian's getting older, he's a very sensitive little boy and he has quite a temper on him. As a man, I think it's very dangerous for him to have as bad of a temper and as bad as a quick reaction time as he has. And I realize I also have that. I'm very quick to react. Me too. It's my anxiety, all these different things about me, but that's not an excuse. And I see now that I'm very clearly modeling a behavior to somebody that I know is not healthy. So I've been working on this myself. And I also know that fighting with him when he does something wrong isn't helping any situation here. So before I read this article, a few weeks ago, I was really trying to think, how can I set better examples? How can I be better with Sebastian? And I realized, well, going forward, what I'm going to do is I am going to let him very clearly know what the rules are, what the boundaries are, and what the expectations are. If he doesn't meet those, there is a consequence to pay. And that is life. You don't meet something, you don't meet a deadline at work, there's a consequence. It may not be life shattering, but it is still a consequence. So now I'm making rules very clear 
clearly known to him. And if he doesn't live up to it, I'm not fighting with him anymore. Simply, this is the consequence of your actions. We don't need to fight. It doesn't need to be a blowout. And that's it. I've noticed a real change in the weeks since I've been doing that. Something that they recommend is that creating the expectations and the consequences with the child. For school, it's like, what would a good classroom look like to you? And then what should happen if these rules of a good classroom or a home or whatever you want to say are broken? And I've done this with the kids. I've seen them do it. One, they're really wise and they know what it should be. They're not messing around. They're like, no, that person has to leave the classroom. And then when the onus is on them, when they go against it, they realize they went against their own system. And it becomes more about self-regulation because they're like, I made that rule and I broke that rule. Now I have to self-regulate. The power dynamic shifts and it puts the power on them. Yes, I get what you're saying. It's like taking it even a step further. And then obviously the last rule of all of that is I have final say. I'd love to hear what you guys think about all of this. So send us an email. Hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Tell us what you think about respectful parenting, if it's something you're doing or willing to try. Share your opinion. Okay, so in honor of National Tequila Day, there is no shortage of celebrity tequila brands. And we can kind of get into the appropriation of it, yada, yada, yada. I don't know where I personally feel in those beliefs, but it is really fun to make fun of celebrities. Some of those celebrity tequilas are good. Yeah, some of them are. I found this article according to Thrillist. Even though I am a tequila lover myself, I have not tried any of these tequilas. But I thought, Carrie, I would tell you this name of the tequilas and then you would tell me whose brand you think it is and then we'll play a price guessing game when I give you some descriptors about it. Oh, I love this. Okay, number five on this list. Casa del Sol Reposado. Kate Hudson. Does she have a tequila brand? I have no idea. I only know two people that have tequila brands. Unless I hear those, I'm not gonna name them. Okay, well this one is Eva Longoria. Honestly, she might be the best suited person. She is Mexican. She's a woman. I believe she started it because there's not a lot of women in tequila and she really wanted to change that by creating this line of, here's a keyword for you in guessing price, luxury sipping tequilas. Okay. Most tequila brands source whiskey barrels from the United States. Casa del Sol makes use of cognac barrels. According to Longoria, it is best sipped at golden hour. The bottle resembles that of perfume with an elegant gold topper. Best sipped at golden hour? Come on. I know, I know. Get ready. There's lots of pretension here. Let me sip my tequila when the sun is cresting for the perfect Instagrammable moment. Exactly. According to the smell, they noted a waxy, fruity smell. It's a smell that's reminiscent of lip smacker lip balm. Ew. For the taste, they said there was distinct notes of butterscotch. It doesn't have a bite. And that they don't feel like it ruins their liver when they drink it. This is a special kind of alcohol that doesn't do anything to your liver. <laughs> That's just not how science works. How much do you think that this bottle retails for? $62. That's right about it. The lowest price I'm seeing online is $55.99. The highest price is $73.99. In my opinion, that's too much to spend on tequila that doesn't taste like anything. Let me tell you, there's a lot of golden hours in a month. That's going to be a pricey habit. It is. Okay, number four on the list. Teremana Añejo. Gianluigi Amo. 
<laughs> no, it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, God. He's the last person I want to drink tequila from. What makes him qualified? His tequila company has sold more than 600,000 cases in 2021. People love The Rock. They really do, and I feel like it's mostly alpha men. I like that picture of him in the turtleneck and the fanny pack. He seems like a nice guy. His Cuban chain. I love that thing, the Cuban link. So the brand is aimed at a more health-conscious drinker with a nutrition label that contains zero grams of sugar, 96 calories per 1.5 ounces, and a gluten-free certification. Sounds like it tastes terrible. But it's number four on this list. I guess it isn't. The Añejo is citrusy on the nose, likely a result of the brand's signature brick oven roasting. It smells carb-free to me, somebody said. I want something to smell like all the carbs. That's what I want. How does something not smell like carbs? I want my alcohol to smell yeasty. So everyone agreed that tasted it. It had a very distinct honey flavor, which is where it loses me because I hate that in a drink. But it's not overpowering. It's more neutral taste that can work in any cocktail. How much do you think Teremana Añejo is? $39.95. Holy shnikes. At Target.com, it is $39.99. Woo! I need to be on prices, right? Guys, I'm not cheating. This is just all coming from my brilliant mind. This one you're gonna know. Number three, 818 Blanco. Oh, that is Miss Kendall Jenner. Smells like Nepo Baby. They said they were very surprised it's actually pretty good. Someone said, I'm mad, I kind of like it. They said this bottle is also on the sweeter side of vanilla aroma, followed by a bright citrusy taste, but not unpleasantly so. Oh, I like a vanilla. They did mention a slight aftertaste of rubbing alcohol, but it is tequila. I feel like that's what she tastes like. If you were to make out with her, be like, mm, slight aftertaste of rubbing alcohol. She might be a fake person. All I've heard is how awful she is in real life. And I just saw a video the other day of her and Kylie making faces at Travis Barker's daughter, Alabama. Yeah, I saw that. They just seem nasty, those two. So since this was the first tequila in their tasting lineup, they went ahead and tested it again at the end just to screen for first impression bias, and it still held up. And also, they just wanted to get wasted. (laughs) They're like, we went back and tasted them again. They said they appreciated the millennial-friendly, minimalistic bottle. It is a nice bottle, and they even have that really nice ceramic bottle. I really do like the design. She didn't do it, but whoever designed all that did a great job. This is 818 Blanco. Blanco is always the base one. So how much do you think? 48. You went high. Wah, wah, wah. It's usually $45. Right now it looks like it's on sale, but the low end is about $39.99. High end, $45. All right. Next up, Dos Hombres Espadín Mezcal. There's a hint in there. Dos Hombres means two men. I'm going to say Dan Aykroyd and Jack Black. That is so random. No, Dan Aykroyd has that crystal head vodka. Oh, which is the worst vodka I've ever tasted in my entire life. But such a cool bottle because it's a skull. Here's a fun Dan Aykroyd story. When Dan Aykroyd came on Martha, not promoting his tequila, he brought the tequila. No, it's not tequila. It's vodka. Sorry, brought the vodka. He was adamant that he wanted this vodka bottle on the set and I grew up loving Dan Aykroyd. He just came off so salesman-y in a gross way. Anyway, the owners of Dos Hombres Espadín Mezcal is Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. The story goes that Aaron Paul, a longtime fan of Mezcal, introduced the spirit to his Breaking Bad co-star Brian Cranston, and then they road-tripped through Mexico trying a myriad of Mezcals until landing at their last spot, San Luis del Rio, where they met their future partner and third-generation Mezcal maker, Gregor 
Gregorio Velasco. It's made from six-year-old espadín agave. This mezcal offers up immediate aroma of smokiness, which is kind of why I don't love mezcal. I like the smoke. I'm more of a tequila girl. It's like you're drinking bacon, is what they said. Delicious. Yeah, that does sound good. It even has a hint of freshness, which is reminiscent of the local zapote fruit. They said this and a spicy margarita would be chef's kiss. So, if you had to guess, what are we thinking for the price? It is mezcal, so I feel like that's generally more expensive than tequila. I'm going to go back with my $39. Try again and higher. 43 Lowest end, $45.99. Oh, okay. More average, $60. Ooh, coming in spicy, hot, and expensive. I feel like we need to try this one. Yeah, I love mezcal. I mean, if you don't know this one, you're living under a rock. Number one, Casamigos Reposado. It's one of my favorites. It's in our liquor cabinet right now. Every housewife loves it. For so long on all the housewives, all they asked for was Casamigos. Now it's that Casa Azul. Yeah, that's expensive. It's a hundred bucks. It's not that expensive. Casamigos is delicious. That's my go-to mid-level, low-level tequila that I like to buy for the house. I had it once. It was okay. It's that hotelier that used to be married to... Still is. Yeah, Cindy Crawford. Randy Gerber. Randy Gerber and George Clooney. Yes. And they're on their motorcycles, broing out. There's a lot of blinds about those two together. Uh, no. That's for another show. Throw some Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey in there too, I'm sure. Yes. So this is a tried and true classic for reason. This is also Clooney and Gerber's favorite variety is the Reposado. They like to drink neat or on the rocks. And they say, I can see why George likes this one on the rocks. It's giving me whiskey vibes. This smells like something that's not just tequila, they said. The unique flavor is most likely the result of an 80-hour fermentation process compared to the average 48 hours. It doesn't just smell like tequila. It smells like privilege. It smells like George Clooney. You get hints of caramel and cocoa on the nose. I don't get that. I just get clean and drunk. It's followed by a spicy oak flavor. We agreed it was exactly the kind of drink you'd want to hang out with before or after dinner and just sip on slowly. I feel like you're going to get this one, right? What do you think? 58 bucks. Pretty good. Low end is $47.99. High end is $57.99. Guys, who knew that my hidden talent was guessing prices of alcohol? So, so good. We should buy them all. We'll do our pairings. We'll be like, this pairs well with a kid who pooped the bed. This pairs well with marriage on the rocks. I think there are special boozes and I think there are drinking boozes. My drinking tequila is a 100% agave tequila that I get at Sam's Club for $20 for a giant thing. And it actually is a very good tequila. But I would buy these other ones for sipping. Hashtag swag bag. Guys, our hashtag swag bag is one of our favorites. And we're doing it in honor of National Tequila Day. It is Inspiro Tequila. This is a female brand, which we love. Mom-owned. Mom-owned. Chicago's Mara Smith started drinking tequila when she was looking for a gluten-free, clean drink that fit into her healthier lifestyle. For years, she searched for a tequila brand that was additive-free with a look and taste and aroma that appealed to her. And that didn't exist. So she did it herself. That's how we started Momtourage. We didn't see it, so we made it. Inspiro Tequila was born with a vision to redefine what it means to enjoy tequila. It is crafted from 100% Blue Weber agave and contains no additives. And just so you guys know, that's what you want out of tequila. You do want 100% agave. Those quote-unquote health benefits, I'm putting it in quotes because it's still alcohol, but in terms of being able to keep your metabolism fast, you really do want 100% pure agave in your tequila. I only know this because I look for every shortcut to be able to keep having my tequila while I'm on some kind of trying to get in shape business. Ash is like, put me in a study. We'll do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> the name Inspiro comes from the Spanish word for inspiration, and it was chosen as a nod to her grandmother, a Holocaust survivor, and her mother, who are the two most inspiring female figures in her life. I love that. We've worked with Inspiro before, and we're really excited to support them again. It's women-owned with a female distiller. Very rare. Yes. While Inspiro is now available and for sale at InspiroTequila.com, Mara is just getting started. As a female founder, her mission is to give back to other female founders. And this was the inspiration and vision behind Inspiro Purple Bicycle Project. Creates a financially support and mentor female founders, enabling them to get started, manage the bumps along the way, and move forward to follow their dreams. This is some shine theory, guys, and this is what we stand for. There's the Inspiro Luna Blanco, which is rested in oak barrels for a lunar quarter for smooth sippability. That sounds witchy and I like it. And that goes for $56.99. And it is delicious. We finished that bottle real quick, guys. It's so easily drinkable that we very easily drank it. Bring it to a party, it's gone in a day. Also, Inspiro Rosa Reposado is another flavor. It's the first tequila aged in rosé wine barrels. Oh, hello. I am dying to try this one. $76.99. I love rosé. Treat yourself. It has a confirmed additive-free certification, which I love as well, and no carbs. Get it. Ooh, my husband just brought me a shot of tequila after hearing me. Cheers. God bless. 1018 AM. Take it away, Ashley. Guys, what a great show. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned some fun things about tequila and respectful parenting, because let's be honest, those two things do go hand in hand. Te quiero mucho, baby. Stay on, mommy. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast. Written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.